right, we are recording now. So back up a little bit. So we've got Terminal CWO here. Um, and uh, we did do a little bit introduction for the live audience participating right now. But uh, Danny is joining me from Terminal CWO. And if you would, um, again, uh, just for everyone who's now listening to the recorded version, tell them a little bit about you and uh, Terminal CWO. Yeah, this page um, exists to, at this point, at this point, our, our primary goal is to keep leadership accountable within the military. Um, we reflect on the social climate of what's going on within, uh, you know, just the culture of America. And then uh, we we want to help troops just flat out. Like we're tired of seeing dudes killing themselves. We're, so, we're tired of dudes feeling alone. We're tired of dudes not having a an, an out and, and hearing the same shtick about how, oh, we have system, we have a resource for that. Oh, they can go here. Well, no, oftentimes they can't because Colonel Dickbag is is pushing down on them and saying they can't. You know, so we we want to help the troops. Um, we were there. Yes, we are all, all three of us on Terminal CWO are warrant officers. We were all enlisted before. We were all in the shit before. We've all dealt with depression, um, all sorts of stuff. And, and we're here now and we want to help the boys flat out. There's no we're not getting paid for any of this. I would like to eventually monetize something, but that is not our goal because I just can't keep up with the systems and the app and everything else. But what I'm saying is like from bang to, to flash, we have been all about just helping folks. You know, we, we ship post, throw out memes, and then we, we run down sources and, and, and do stories and all that stuff. So that's kind of our thing. Yeah, and it's solid. If you guys don't follow them, I strongly suggest you do, um, particularly, you know, uh, with so many of the recent things, the insanity that's been going on. I'm going to skip forward a little bit here, too. Uh, we started to talk about something, but let's give a little bit of a background here. So uh, we're going to move on to the Lieutenant Colonel Stu uh, shortly. But before we get to Stu, wanted to talk about something that popped up. Um, and many people saw because the blue check mark, uh, Green Beret decided to go over to Afghanistan, however he got over there. And he created a situation for photo op. What he did was he loaded up, again, anywhere from two to five buses, regardless of how many it was. It was uh, it overwhelmed the Marines that created an impromptu vetting stations and things like that by bringing a bunch of unvetted Afghanis and some people have described them simply as bums that were um, outside the gate begging for money and prevented at least two vetted families from leaving the country. And, yeah. you know, Danny, that that sounds right to you. Yeah, so I've seen I have seen uh, what I would consider a enough first-hand testimonies from people to corroborate um everything you just said like you said there's going to be there's going to be differences between the amount of buses the amount of people all that stuff sure, but sure. what i have heard from everybody solidly is that only four of those individuals on however many were there were were cleared with visas and were allowed to get on those planes that means they went out and they had to come back and so those marines out on the flight line who had to do the vetting for those folks uh, they were slowed down enough, and everyone here in the military knows how long it takes to move personnel through anything. Yeah. So they got slowed down, and then we had legitimate folks, American families, that were not able to get on those flights. 
that's that's a problem. You know, and, and I think at the end of the day, and I mentioned this before we went live, it's a it's commonly understood along uh, among the military community that there are people out there that are using their service in order to get themselves ahead. And that's fine. You know, I mean, there's some people who will do it, some people that won't. And many people recognized that he was one of those people doing that. And you know what? Cool. You know what? You're making a name for yourself. You're making money. You're selling your 511 tactical, things like that. But there's a, a line, a distinction that was crossed here. And trying to make himself look like some altruistic hero, he's actually, he created a situation that hurt many, many people. And we don't even know now if you know, some of these vetted folks are going to make it out. And, and who knows? Because we all know there's an exponential uh, effect, you know, whether it's the the stupidity uh, as simplified as the butterfly effect. But this is a bit of something like that. And it was all yep. just for ego. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, so <laughs> let me give you some personal insight from the terminal CWO brand into this, this debacle. Me personally, Danny, I'm not a cool guy. Uh, if you know what I do, you know what I do, but I'm not a cool guy. I never claimed to be. However, we do have a couple cool guys on the team. PB is Ranger Regiment. He is now a pilot. And then Hefe is an active duty Green Beret. Um, we are all active duty. And, uh, and so Hefe has uh, personal, <laughs> personal feelings about this from the Special Forces side of things. And he was doing a lot of shit posting on Tim yesterday. And, um, and you know, I, I'm conflicted because like you said, on one hand, I'm, I'm all about it, dude. You want to, you want to go out there and make a brand, make some money. You're ambitious. Take the initiative. Go, go for it, dude. I'm not going to hate on that, man. Get your, get your money, be successful, do your thing. There is a line and yeah, I got it. He's been called out as a, as a douche for a lot of things. And that's fine. We all have our opinions. You know what? People hate me too. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah. that line right there, he, you know, Hefe, Hefe messaged him. I saw this in the messages. He messaged him and said, you're a boner. Seven, a 17 year E7. And he saw it. <laughs> I was like, oh, it said scene on there. I saw it this morning when I was going through my messages and I was like, oh, see, I'm conflicted. And I'll tell you why. On one hand, that th there's, there's this Austin community of folks, Black Rifle Coffee, Ranger Up, all these guys. I, I talk with JT from Black Rifle Coffee quite a bit. And they've taken a lot of heat lately. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I won't jump into that, but I like the folks there. I, I talked to JT. I, I would like to see that go further. And I know that those guys are friends with Tim Kennedy. And I think on one hand, I'm like, oh, man, is something like this going to mess up a relationship with those guys? Then on the other hand, I'm like, who the fuck cares? You know what? We have to be honest. If we're going to be honest and have integrity, then we have to be fucking honest. All the yeah, time. dude. I mean, and, and I get that too because you know that's one thing. And I know back in the day with us too, man, we used to just go on fire missions all the time. And a lot of it was because uh, a lot of our admins, we were just angry drunks, and we were angry drunks yeah. related to many different things. And we used to just let it out through there. And I mean, we would just fire. It was free fire, you know, man. Like there yeah. was, and it, it wasn't necessarily even concentrated in. I mean, granted, at times some of it was fun, but at the end of the day, what did it accomplish? You know? Um, yeah. And so when people have gone after, like, I have I know Lucky knows a lot of the guys uh, from Black Rifle. 
you know, as well. And I know that they have taken a lot of a lot of shit uh, for things that have gone down. But you know what, man? Um, at the end of the day, especially you talk about JT, because I've I've communicated with JT at times. I've not met him. I don't know him personally. I know Lucky has, but and and I know Lucky. You know they. JT has opened himself up that he's willing to talk on the phone about a lot of the stuff and big ups to that. You know, I yeah, think that sure. there are a lot of things that they've tried to do positively, but as you pointed out, if it's one of those things, man, where, because he crossed the line and if you're trying to hold people accountable and if, if they're not willing to let that happen, then you know what, at the end of the day, I mean, look, screw those guys, you know, man, I mean that, and I don't want, I don't think that, Screw anyone, not them specifically. Yeah, sure. Screw Generally anyone, speaking, right, 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 right. Screw anyone when you're putting a, an entire scenario, a military scenario, in jeopardy for your own ego. And come on, that's yeah, just well. You, a certain level of accountability has to finally happen because there hasn't been one down the line, and finally you got to slap somebody. Yeah, for sure. No, so. So for your listeners who, who aren't familiar with what we've been doing, uh, we have been running um, efforts over the last four days. Uh, there's another page. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a shout out. Tradoc Batman. Check him out. But anyways, I've uh, been working with him. And what we did is we created a database to kind of he, – he made contact with a, a captain in the U.K. Army that was on uh, HK, HKIA, and we started – taking in documentation, created a form on my website. Um, we started taking in visas and, and all kinds of stuff. We found passports, it, it was all kinds of crazy stuff. Anyways, we have had significant investment in moving people. In fact, we confirmed yesterday, confirmed we were able to successfully get 34 people out of country. That's just what we know for sure, not anything else. We've taken in over 2,000 uh, 2000 submissions and then tens of thousands of documents on my website. It's, it's been pretty crazy, but we've been heavily invested, like emailing, running Intel, contacting people, getting, uh, we, we got a family through that had three American children the other day. I mean, very invested in this. So I take it personally. This dude goes over there for a fucking photo op, throws mm -hmm. on a kit with somebody else's rifle. He was there as a civilian guys, mm -hmm. that, that picture with him holding the rifle, who did he borrow that from? You mm -hmm. threw on kid, you went a kit, and you went LARPing in Afghanistan for a photo op, dude. It's not it's cool. so it's so Bilzerian Vegas feeling. That's the mm -hmm. closest thing it feels like to me, you know, man. And it's 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 a shame. And I, I'm going to use this uh, to segue here in a bit to uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stu there, um, because I think what happens. People want heroes. Let's be honest. They want deities. They want heroes. They want people yes. they can respect. And I understand that. I totally understand it. Especially in this day and age, man, where uh, masculinity has become toxic. Any level of masculinity just about is toxic. And so when you've got guys, at least that you see the photos or you see the videos in a short time. And let's be honest, Tim Kennedy's made it into the UFC. That's not an easy task by any means. Oh, without a dude, doubt. absolutely and, fuck me up three ways oh, to Sunday. You know, there's no question about it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, dude. It's, yeah, he'd probably, you know, have like the little finger, you know, like he <laughs> right. and jacked you up or something. You know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be much. But at the <laughs> and so I get I get where people are coming from, and it was 
it was the same stuff with Bill Zarian, and we know the stories, the background of him. This guy couldn't even make it through Bud simply because he wouldn't, he wasn't a team player. His, um, the people in his Bud's class got him removed. That's quite something when your your peers remove you. That's so, the worst. Yes. And what do I, how do I want to say this? I get, especially among, amongst conservatives and things like that, people want and they have respect for a lot of people in the military. And that's very appreciated. Coming out of Vietnam and there's been this, what has happened since then where a lot of people were treated like trash. People are reminded of this. I mean, look, the whole Rambo movie, you know, there's a whole, sure. um, a whole mystique, uh, an entire, um, what do I want to say? The, uh, the archetype, right. Of the, the, um, the soldier who comes home has been betrayed and people didn't support him. They spit on him at the airport, blah, 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 blah. So everybody does this. And then they see guys out there like this and they're like, Hey, we've got to support this guy. And I get that. I appreciate that. But what happens then is that these people get put on pedestals and you and they can't be held accountable. And then they keep crossing lines and it's allowed to occur to such an extent that when finally they cross the line so far and then somebody has to say something, then the cynicism will kick in and they'll assume everybody they held is here, whether it's even General Mattis, good old mad dog. You know, he's here. He comes to save the day when now he's working for the Cohen group, um, helping shill China. You know, uh, yeah, the, right, the, right. the Secretary of Defense is now basically trying to help China with uh, William Cohen, another Secretary of Defense that runs the Cohen Group. So, you know, I understand the cynicism that gets created. Oh, yeah. I, I'll say I have I have a philosophy on all of this. I I I know exactly what you're saying. I, I Personally, I'll be more vocal about it. I can't stand veteran worship. I can't stand it. And I'll tell you, my, my philosophy on this is the conduct of a man's character should be the only thing, the only metric by which we, mm -hmm. we hold them to any esteem. The conduct of each man. It's not their skin color. It's not their status in life. It's not how much money they have, whether they're a veteran or not. Who the fuck cares? I don't care about anything else. We all at the end of the day, what is the conduct of your character? You know, they, they have sayings and all these, these uh, special operations units like seals. Um, what do they say? The only, the only easy day was Very yesterday and earn. Day. Yeah. And then, and then earn your trident every day. Well, they, they say similar things in uh, the, you know, the teams in special forces, the green berets um, that, that tab means nothing. Once you get to the team, okay, you pass the school. Congratulations. Now you have to, prove yourself that mm -hmm. tab means nothing to anyone the point is you have to earn until the day you get lowered in the grave you have to grind and earn your way in life and it doesn't <laughs> listen to me listen to me on this there was a movie called play it to the bone i don't know if you're familiar woody harrelson no i haven't, I haven't. um he he has a saying in there and he says it doesn't matter how many how many things you do you can build a thousand bridges and suck one dick and you'll never be known <laughs> as a bridge builder you'll always be known as a cocksucker and that's the truth you can Did burn you it see, all down <laughs> do you ever see uh you, you talk about movies um 
we don't want to drift too far. Maybe we can do a whole podcast <laughs> on that at some point. Sure, because, sure, I, mean, sure. I think it's probably worthwhile because, you know, often we post clips and people are like, what movie's that from? And I'm like, you don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, it's funny too. And that's a whole thing for me sometimes. And I feel bad about it. But like people ask questions. I'm like, how do you not know that? But um, there's a movie, SLC Punk. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Remember the remember the friend of theirs that did all the acid and kind of freaked out and he goes to get the job at the place and the woman starts asking him questions and he's like, I, I don't like your tone. And then he like says, I've got integrity in fucking integrity. You know, and that's that's really at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. It's integrity and it has to come from within. You yeah. have to be driven. And that's part of the the rooting out process that occurs in many of these the uh, especially when you become a more advanced unit, a more tactical unit, you've got to have the people around you to help you hold you accountable. And that's why sometimes it's so brutal. That's why it's so brutal in the hazing types of things that go on. And that's why my friends are brutal. I want people that are going to hold me accountable at the end of the day, because I want yeah. them to tell me if I'm fucking up, you're fucking up. I want to know that. And I, and, and, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know about you, man, but there's so many times where I've got ideas take lucky for example and i'm like dude okay here's what i'm thinking or even you know like food goon good good buddy of mine as well and we'll be talking sometimes and i'm and i'm just giving them a scenario break it down and i'm like this is what i think am i insane am i seeing this wrong tell me where i'm wrong and I, even i'll say like could it be the opposite and here's why the opposite you know it's like yeah. it's always going to people and talking to them like that and if you want to succeed That's... well if you want to well, I, I I can't I can't say that necessarily succeed because we know a lot of scumbags succeed. But if you want to feel good about yourself, do stuff like that, I guess would be yeah. the, the point. Stay of humble. That's it, man. Stay humble and realize that, hey, you know, like I you have this opinion. You have this idea, like you're saying you have this thing in your head. And guess what? To you, that's usually the right thing because your perception says you know, you wouldn't have this opinion if you didn't think it was the right thing, but staying humble, having that humility to go to somebody and go, you know what? I know that I am not the smartest guy in the world. So let me just bounce this off you really quick. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. That's it. And, and you've got to, you've got to keep that circle narrow to the people you go to. Cause there's going to be a lot of, a lot of dumb people out there for whatever reason, yes. they say the wrong thing. So that's something that's built up over time. It's not something that don't easy. need everybody's opinion. <laughs> Trust me. I, yeah. You and I running social media pages. There's a lot of opinions and sure. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. Sometimes, sometimes I can't even read them too at times. It just, it, it hurts my brain. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, you know, and okay, let's, so let, let's go ahead and segue over here to Lieutenant Colonel Stu. So Stu yeah. is a leader. Stu is a hero. Why is he a leader and a hero? Because he, after 17 years, he only needs three more years to get that retirement. He decided to go ahead and stick his neck out there because he sees things going wrong. And I've heard a lot of people saying this, and I've said it even myself at times. You know, where is the leadership left in our military? We know that a lot of the really good leadership was cut off back in 2012, 2013. Yes. When it was like 200 generals that got shit canned by the Obama administration. And now we see why that occurred. Yep. hundred percent. So, oh, and no, I'll keep going. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, bro. Um, I, 
I'll tell you why why Stu is such a big deal. Stu, so so some people might think this is a this is a small thing in in okay this guy he he said this thing and think no no this is this is one of those defining moments within the DoD and this is this is going to gain traction and this is going to create a massive divide and segue and this is for hmm, how do I say this people need to understand how big of an issue what he said is we have not had any any at all stand up senior leaders at the 05 or higher level come out on the side of uh for lack of a better term i'll say i hate saying this because I, I don't want to do the con conservative liberal <laughs> thing right now but i'll say on the on the side of um of america first of uh being a man being being accountable for your actions having integrity those those good qualities those good qualities that anybody can have regardless of what side of the political spectrum spectrum they're on nobody has done that everybody has been a shill working for this progressive liberal uh woke mindset and these are the only voices you hear publicly and you know it's it's been a a matter of lambasting them for him to stand out there and say this and he knows guys this isn't for everybody who's going oh well he's lieutenant colonel he's going to retire he's going to get his pension whatever he didn't really risk anything he did he's at 17 years of service if he gets shit can he's done there's no yeah. pension it's, yep. that's it yep and and that was one of the things too i uh on one of our pages somebody came in there and i responded this morning too and that's kind of one of the driving forces for why i wanted to go ahead and do this podcast with you is uh they're like oh well maybe he's got some cushy contractor position and things like that and i get where that cynicism comes from because look at what we've seen whether it's our our uh secretary of defense we currently have now with his darth vader mask going over and where was that singapore indonesia whatever walking by the troops you know yeah. uh who came over from raytheon and we already talked about mattis we see mccrystal again and again these people but look at the level they're at they have once you get to that 06 level and above 05 touches on it but it's really 06 and above you're a politician yes that eagle is a big difference big. yeah and so he's not at that level where you know he's made those connections now i do know that eric prince again let, let, <laughs> let's 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 do a little sidebar here on eric prince we know that he's hated by many people and maybe there's reasons why or whatever but i do know for a fact that that guy went in there and he used his company to rescue americans yes he charged money he charged what six seven thousand dollars to get people out of there but let's think about this there's fuel cost this is um a private plane he's using his men to go rescue people he's got to pay those people it's not like he was charging 50k ahead I doubt so, there was much profitability in this. No, there isn't. I can tell you, I, I know this factually because I spoke to some people over the last several days doing doing our own work. It costs about $6,000 a head just baseline to get folks out. Yeah. It is yeah. not yeah. a cheap matter. He's not making yeah. a profit. No, 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 no. And, and I saw um, the mouthpiece of the current regime up there uh, knocking him for that and we know that the state department was charging people you know and it's just yeah. it's so funny for them but again it's it's a diversionary tactic so point being here why i bring up eric prince because eric prince uh 
I heard him yesterday mention that with Lieutenant Colonel Stu, after the fact, he saw the video that Stu recorded this video with nothing going to happen that he knew of besides losing his job. Sure. But now Eric Prince recognized that because real, real sees real there. Real saw that this is a man of integrity who's willing to stand up and is a leader. And so Eric Prince said that somebody let this guy know, something I'm paraphrasing here, that if the military gets rid of him, I've got a job for him. And so he is covered Beautiful. now. But he went into this not knowing he had a job. You know what I mean? Yep. He stood up. But now he's going to go for the evil Blackwater, which, you know, come on, man. It, like like our entire defense industry is an evil. So you're going to, you're, you're going <laughs> to, right, right, you're, right. You're, right. You're, you're, gonna, you're only going <laughs> to highlight this one guy because he went to Hillsdale College and, um, you know, he was a Navy SEAL and he's been an outspoken conservative. So uh -huh. from the get go, he's just evil. Because, you know, he's not like those noble, um, uh, not exactly military industrial complex, but pure evil sacklers who made the uh, Oxycontin. But they're billions of dollars they donated to like museums and stuff like that. So there's people like him. So maybe if Eric Prince would donate to a few museums or, you know, uh, everybody would be happy with it. At the end right. of the day, so go ahead. I was, you know, for those who don't know me, and I've, I've been very, I've been very open about this, but my background is I, I have 20 years in service. I actually owe a little bit more. I'm not going to tell you how much, but a service obligation. But when I started doing this stuff, I had to come to the, and I'm not, I'm not by no means, I want to preface this by saying I am not patting myself on the back saying I am some kind of hero like Stu. No, I am not. This dude came out in true face. I have not put my face out there. So, so I don't want to say this, but what I'm, what I am going to highlight is I had to come to terms with the fact that I, at some point will likely be discovered. And when I am, there are going to be consequences. I am going to get crushed for what I do here. And guess what? My conscience is clean because at the end of the day, I have an expiration tag, like every other one of you, I am going to die someday. And when I die, I want to die knowing that I, I was honest. I, I lived by with integrity and had values that meant something. And I did something and the work that I do. Yes, there is a lot of disrespect and shit posting. I got it, but it's all for, it's all for a purpose here. Okay. We wouldn't have the base we do without it, but the kind of help we've brought to people and the kind of things we have done for troops and for people's lives over the last year and a half is worth all of it. If they say no pension for you, get the fuck out. I will say, okay. And I don't have a backup plan right now. I'm, I'm, oh, I will figure it out. I'm a fairly smart guy and ambitious, but, it, but for me, it's more important to live this way. That's why, that's why I look at this guy and I, I, I want to shake his hand so bad. Like Stu, I love you, man. You're an amazing human being. What you did is God, it, it's such a freaking beacon for the rest of us to look at and be like, that is how we need to be exactly. in every way. Because we don't, because like, as you pointed out, there's so many people who've just gone into this. I hate the word, but I don't know how else to describe it, but it's that woke agenda, you know, uh, because I think it, it oversimplifies how insidious and metastatic it is. Uh, mm. the 
alternative that's out there. Because, I mean, look at the whatever that stupid um, thing on social media talking about how it was going to go shoot people uh, if, if it's martial law. You know, that, that one that was going around yes. social media. But you, you compare the two. That, that thing is still <laughs> going to be in the military. And right. Stu is no longer in the military. What does that what does that say to you? You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we we saw it. How how many people have we seen it? Well, we saw it with a major general. We saw it with the secretary or the sergeant major of the army came out and he attacked a private citizen in Tucker Carlson. And and they tried to yeah. spin it as if he was defending the army. No, he wasn't. He was he was attacking. <laughs> I mean, just the whole thing was absurd. It wasn't just him. There was a three-star general who did it as well. Actually, I think there was a four-star as well. Didn't Funk do it? I I, I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, and, then, and then recently, that. we had General Donahoe, the commander of Fort Benning, who came out, and he was just ab absurd with his comments. And you know what I know behind the scenes is, actually, Chief of Staff, General McConville, uh, Chief of Staff of the Army, was had, had, had gotten so tired of General Donahoe's bullshit that he, he made the comment to somebody within his office, and yes, this is factual, I know this because I know the source, said if he does it uh if he if i have one more incident he's canned something to that effect not canned but something to that effect but yeah like these things are happening behind the scenes but at the same time he's not canned he's still in his seat he's still the commanding general of fort benning after the shit that he said on twitter because it it's not going against that agenda it's in support so yes it's not professional yes it's conduct unbecoming but you're still okay because you're on, <laughs> you're the, right on the right side. side. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and here's the thing. There was the post Stu did later um, where he was talking about how he would, uh, other officers apparently reached out to him and asked him to take down the video. And he said they all agreed with him, but they're just like, you're going to lose Ugh. your job. You're going to lose your yeah. job or whatever. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's like, look, if everybody essentially agrees with me why aren't you guys standing up as well because yes. at the end of the day because it's it, we're at a precipice here and it's been sitting there for a bit and i don't know how far over because you know uh, we don't have the the ability to look back and say okay we know it was at this moment where this happened or this happened you can't see it when you're in the moment of it happening you can only try to respond with your historical knowledge and your best logic abilities, things like that. So basically he's like, why aren't these other people standing up? You guys should stand up. And we got a lot of positive response because we posted it to both of our IG pages. But um, what's interesting, I need to formulate my words here a little bit. I have seen that it has made people respond and that's good. That's very good because people need to open their eyes and it takes moments of sacrifice like this for people to open up their eyes. It does. Now, now some it of the stuff dude standing in front of a tank that's rolling down the street for something to happen. You know, we all know that exactly. famous picture. Exactly. But now what I'm seeing and, and some of the people, while I recognize their hearts in the right place. I'm going to, one of them, well, two of them, they're kind of similar. One of them's like, hey, let's put up black squares and talk about we need to hold people accountable. And then another <laughs> one was like, let's start a has hashtag. 
I want accountability. <laughs> and it's like, you know, um, I'm sorry, guys. And I don't, I don't want to insult you because I, I get that you're finally, your eyes are opening up and I think that's great, but that's not gonna, that's not going to do anything. That's, that's hashtag um, activism isn't going to do anything. It works Nothing. for the left. It works for the left because they're a bunch of NPCs. And so they will see it and they will respond and they will come together and do that type of stuff. Yep. There's NPCs on the right. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the same top down sort of NPC structure. Right. And then um, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to bring up two points with, with what you're saying with all that, that uh, him, him stepping out and, and doing that thing, being, being that catalyst. I, let me, let me say something to everybody here. We are once again, from a social media standpoint, from a social media page, people, you, you find out when you step out there that people are going to disagree with you. A lot of people. And you're going to take a lot more heat in opposition to whatever you're saying than support. That's just the way it works. Whatever you are trying to put out there, there are going to be a lot more people that tell you you are full of shit. Stop what you're doing. Don't do this. Always. I can tell you firsthand from running a social media page, I have built up, uh, I have built up a thick skin for dealing with it. You have to, you have to, because people are going to crush you and throw all kinds of nonsense. And it takes these people of courage when this, when this colonel has other colonels saying, bro, like, yeah, we agree with you, but you got to take it down. No, understand that people are going to disagree and you have to say, fuck it. My opinion, my way is the right way. Here's that moment where uh, I don't want to say lack of humility because you have to stay humble, but you have to say, nope. I am so convicted in my stance that I'm not budging. This is the right way. And the second thing I'll say to that is when I was a kid and we use this, we use this metaphor all the time, but we talk about Nazi Germany. And as a kid, we say, how, how did they allow this to happen? How did German citizens not do something when they smelled the smoke coming out of these camps or whatever the case is, or just what I'm saying is because nobody stood up. Because if you did, there was going to be consequences. And they're not fucking with that. I, I'm not doing anything with that. Like, that's, nah, I'm not, this isn't even that. This is just a dude standing up, putting his career on the line. Yet we have people that are so scared to do anything. We have, it doesn't matter if you're a private. It doesn't matter if you're a, a young NCO. Stand up and say something. Say something. You see your commander doing the wrong thing, say, hey, you need to knock that off. And you say, hey, hey you know, stand at attention, Sergeant, say, Hey, sir, I will stand at attention, but you can eat a dick because you're fucking doing the wrong thing, period. Start something, do something, be public about it. But I, I, I wanted to say that really quick. Sorry, you got me. You got you're, me going. It's all good, bro. So I think one thing that's interesting, I think of kind of an analogy to that. And I, I, I don't remember, I heard a little while back somebody talking about this. Um, it was a podcast or something. But they were talking about kind of, the uh, the challenge of the world we live in, and they, they gave an analogy. It's uh, people living downstream from a dam and a dam that hasn't been taken care of for years. And it's, it's reaching a point where at any moment, this dam is going to give way. So you've got people who are just miles and miles away. 
And in all likelihood, they're not going to be affected. But then you start moving a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And these are the people who may be a little bit mid-range. They're starting to get concerned. But then ultimately, you've got the people who are living right below the dam. And those people there think everything's okay. <laughs> they think everything's sure. okay because to think otherwise means you can't live your life. Because if we got into our car every day and we recognized how dangerous it actually was being on the road, people wouldn't do that. Right. Which is also kind of why the media is broadcasting to you that a disease uh, that was made in a lab is much more virulent than it is because it creates a, a response that they want. It's all perception. And what Stu has done is he's, he's helped to create a different perception as to how things actually are, because there's a lot of people standing below the dam and they don't recognize how dangerous and how precarious the moment is. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, that, that assurance we have in the world around us is always, always propped up by the masses. We believe in what the, the masses distribute and we always have, you know, we, we, the way our, our education, education system is, is structured, um, the way, uh, you know, and I'm not saying all these things are bad, but, you know, for instance, a, a peer review, a scientific peer review, um, that doesn't mean it's foolproof. That just means a bunch more people looked at it. But if they're still on the same page with each other and they're still pushing an agenda, then that peer review doesn't mean shit. You know, look at the look at that condo in, in Florida that collapsed recently. Do you think those people thought for one second that their condo was just going to cave in and kill, just collapse on them? No, they probably thought, you know, it's 21st century, modern engineering. Um, so what's going to happen? People live in condos all the time, but then it just collapsed on them. Boop. It happens. We live in a we live in a in a world that is built by man and man is fallible. It just because the masses are doing things a certain way doesn't mean you can't look up, look around, come out of your 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 blinders for a second, look around and say, hey, this doesn't look right. Okay, run with that. Why do you have to uh, 10 people are going, no, it's right. And you're like, I don't think it is. Well, look at like, uh, are you familiar with like James Lindsay? <laughs> so James Lindsay, uh, Peter Bogosian, uh, and uh, Helen Pluckrose. These are all people on the left who, you know, years ago started noticing how off things were because you're talking about the peer review. So what they ended up doing was um, they wrote fake papers. And you may have heard about that thing. I don't know. If I, I did. Know I, I sure okay, did. I, I know this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for those in the audience that don't know, but basically they just wrote the most absurd papers for like these social science. Yes. I, I, I don't know. They're called academic, but the the academia has long, you know, it's, it's flown the coop on these people. And I mean, one of them too was uh, talking about how heterosexuality was preventing male dogs from humping other male dogs in these Portland <laughs> parks. And they claimed to have had hundreds and hundreds of interactions showing how men will stop a male dog from humping another male dog, but females won't. And this was, you know, they, they received all kinds of accolades from these peer journals for what they did. Mm-hmm. Everything was fake. Everything was fake. Whole thing. Yep. I, I, it was mind blowing because they, they knew what to do. They, they did a, they did an accurate test. They didn't come up with some just like nonsense thing to, to make something 
to, to make a fake report about. No, they, they put this review together, they, or they put this study together based off of a, an a agendized um, uh, topic within their own subsect of culture. They were on the left and they said, okay, we know that this is, this is an important and, and an agenda-driven thing within our realm, our world. So let's be devil's advocate here and, and do this and good on them for doing it because that should, that shows intellectual honesty to me. Mm -hmm. That's no, just, that's, that's a brilliant thing. Well, and I mean, I think that's one of the things that's interesting too, is we are seeing some strong intellectual honesty coming from the left because there are people out there and who's at times maybe a little misguided, but they're still trying to get to the truth. and. You know, and, I, and when I speak about kind of misguided as well, one of the things I saw yesterday pop up on PBS, people started talking about, okay, we need to organize a march of veterans on DC to the Million Veteran March. And after January 6th, as well as other things that we've seen, why do people suddenly think that this will somehow turn out different? that this won't be infiltrated because you do enough planning. There's going to be people out there that are planning against you. And these are people inside yes. our government. And they know what they're doing. They understand information operations way better than you do. They, yeah. they have doctorates I, in this stuff. I, I get, I get that you want to do something. I get it. But again, the left can go March on DC because you've got all the NGOs in the world supporting them who are working with these people who do information operations inside of the government. That's what you're going up against. You're you know, not going to just be able to go out there and just, Hey, we're vets. We need to show this. What, right. What, what, what what's going to end up happening? Because there's still people being held in 23 hours a day, solitary confinement because they walked into the Capitol building as the doors were open for them by Capitol. Right. Police. We have video of it. It's not, yes. it's not conjecture. We have video of it. And yet, no, that didn't happen. But but I saw it happen. I'm I'm watching the video right now. No, no, that didn't happen. That's not how it was. What? what? <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. The, what you're talking about, I, I'm 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 going to use Dakota Meyer as an example. And besides the recent flack he took for the 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 thing with the shitting on civilians for wearing gear, or whatever. That's not the point. The guy legitimately did some badass shit as a marine. He, mm -hmm. he, what he did to get that medal of honor was no joke. And what you're talking about is this whole, let's, let's march, let's do a thing, hashtags, let's, let's say this thing, let's, let's, uh, you know, let's put a post up, whatever, that doesn't mean shit. Those guys were sitting around. So, so the army leaders, if, if you don't know the story of Dakota Meyer, he went out against orders. He, he was, um, there was an army element that told him, no, don't go out and, you know, sitting around, we got, we, well, we got to plan this and we got to get stuff in. We got uh, just a bunch of jag off officers sitting around a table trying to figure out what to do. Dakota Meyer, as what was he, a sergeant at the time? I think he was an E5 type or sergeant, right? Yeah. yeah, he he said, no, I've got dudes out there that are taking rounds. I'm going out to get them. And he drove out over and over and over and got it. He did something. He just did it. Oh, they're shooting at him. Uh, he, he was in danger. Yeah, that's how it works. That's why he got the Medal of Honor. He said, F it, I'm kicking down the freaking door and I'm going through and I'm getting my guys. That's what he did. That's that's the kind of action you have to take metaphorically in whatever aspect.
Well, and that's the thing too, is again, I appreciate the fact that people are recognizing that something needs to be done. I think what I would suggest to people is really, really think about what it is you want to do or you think you want to do, because there are going to be consequences of your actions. And there are insidious forces out there which have already painted you as a white supremacist, mm -hmm. terrorist, whatever label, you know, they've come up with this well, week. Let me jump in really quick. Just so you know, you don't have to actually be white to be a white supremacist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we made that clear this week. You can be black and be a white supremacist, we found out. So keep that in mind. Yeah, Larry, Larry Elder's a white supremacist. And then there's also right. that guy. I, I saw a picture, too, of uh, I think his name's Junior. He's like a Samoan or uh, maybe Tongan uh, who's a proud boy out in uh, Portland. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. dude's big. He's a giant. And he loves this country and he waves his flag and everything like that. But you know what? He's a white supremacist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, I can't even make, I can't even argue against it because just the concept of what they're saying is so stupid that you're like, what, what is, there's not even an argument here. Like, <laughs> God, I'm, I'm out. I'm just, well, I quit. Well, you know, and that's just the thing is we're living in upside down clown world times where, yes. you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's almost a competition to outdo the insanity. It's almost like it, it's a, it's a magic spell. If we repeat something enough, People accept it, you know, the propaganda machine as it goes and everything like that, because, you know, I mean, the fact that someone that was born a man and still has a beard, perhaps, but has a dress on is now a woman. She's right. You know, <laughs> and, and the, the thing is, everybody knows, even the people saying the lie, they know, they know better. They're saying it and they know better. And yet they're, like you said, they're NPCs. They just continue to say it. Well, and, and you feel it in your soul when you're lying like that, unless uh -huh. you're just a complete sociopath, which there's plenty of those. But even sociopaths as... know it. They just don't care. They, they don't have well, yeah. it doesn't matter. Sure, sure, sure. But they don't feel the pain of it, like the people who are right. like, yeah, I, I know this is wrong. You know, it's that. Uh, you ever see that study? Um, it was from like the 60s or 70s where they had a guy sitting in a group, it was like six people, they come out with lines and they've got like a board of, of lines there. So they've got to the left, they've got one line and they've got three lines to the right. And you have to match up the line to the left with the three on the right. Now, five of the six people in that are part of the study. They're trying to convince that uh, sixth person the, the wrong line is the right line. Mm. And it's, you know, what? I think I've got a video of it, too. I'm probably going to post it up to the page later just to show this. But it's amazing to see how much people refuse to go against uh, the consensus because that's what happens. Because, you know what? We're social creatures. We look yeah. to the people around us to survive. And it's very, very uncomfortable to stand up and say, you know, oh, yeah, this is this is the truth, the reality. It's the same thing, too, dude, because. You know, you and I have talked about this as well. I mean, uh, I think we talked about it that one day when you and Lucky and I were talking. You know, uh, I was a person who was very much agnostic, atheistic, different things I went through in the past and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, again, too, I was um, 
you know, abusing alcohol and doing a lot of things. Um, and just trying to, cause I was, you know, honestly, I was lying about a lot of stuff, you know, and, and, uh, trying to find satisfaction. And I, and I, for me, I found a lot of truth, um, going to church again. And, you know, I'm Orthodox myself now. Um, and it's, it's one of those things, even now, as I say it, you know, I can start to feel that sort of grind because society says that we're not supposed to be that way. Now we're supposed to be, you know, especially since the Renaissance and Voltaire and all these people, you know, we're supposed to be rational and rationalism is somehow going to bring us out of this. But if anything, the last 10, 20 years have shown us is that rationalism has been thrown by the wayside if it ever even actually existed. And uh, they're going to lie to us. And you have to just go along with the lie, whatever the lie is, whether it's the New York Times reporting the weapons of mass destruction or whatever else. Yeah, I know they found some weapons and these were old, old weapons that were barely even potent. And yeah, the people got hurt looking at those weapons, but those weren't the mobile labs that Colin Powell sat up in front of the United Nations and told us that they were building and they highlighted all these people. And somehow, you know, Al Qaeda and everybody was all just building these weapons outside of Iraq, when in fact it was probably Saudis that were doing most of the support for Al Qaeda. But hey, that's a whole other story, John Brennan, that we don't need to get into right now or or uh, yeah. uh, what, what was the what was the guy uh, too? the one that was helping out Anwar Al-Wallachi? Did you see those documents? I probably have. George, I can't Tenet. Call it. George, George Tenet. George Tenet. George Tenet went to and we talked about this a little bit before and we've posted some of the stuff here in the in our uh, telegram. But George Tenet called up the head of um the USS Cole. Why can't I think of the country? The USS Cole. Sorry. I'm oh, uh, Yemen. Yeah, Yemen. So Yemen. Yemen had the, the Yemenis for the USS Cole had Anwar Awalaki locked up. George Tenet. The videos, oh, the audio, yeah. the audios are right. out there. They 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 contacted them to release Anwar Awalaki. They didn't say his name. George Tenet wouldn't say the name, but he's like, "You've got our guy. We need you to let go of our guy." And you've got numerous FBI support that they were working with Anwar Al-Wallachi. His time ran out. His time ran out, and then suddenly he no longer was useful. And we, I think, know the story of what happened to him and his son. Oh, yeah. He got summarily uh, executed without any kind of trial. And, uh, oh, but it's cool because he's a terrorist. So the fact that he's an American citizen doesn't matter anymore. He's a terrorist. We just bypassed the Constitution, and we just we just do that because that's cool because we justify it and the masses tell us it's okay. And we're like, Oh yeah. And we get everybody pissed off because we say, fuck this guy and agree. Fuck this guy legitimately. But at the same time, is he an American citizen or not? Is he, is he afforded due process? Apparently not. So, yeah. Well, but, but even I think what's more insidious though too, as well is that the CIA and FBI were working with this guy, you know, like they knew who this guy was for years. And that's, that's the thing is it, it, it baffles the mind too when you listen to uh, the head of the CIA, who in turn was going into George Bush and telling us that conclusively there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. The CIA knew it at that point. Yeah, uh, but we've we've gone way far down that rabbit hole. Let's come back <laughs> to Stu. Let's come back to Stu. So, I mean, 
All I can say, and I know that we've got active duty people listening to us, is you got to listen to your consciousness. Uh, your your con- consciousness? Your conscience. Um, Both. Conscience and consciousness. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Be self-aware, people. Yes. But, um, but we're in a very, we're in a time, and I don't know about you, Danny, but I know for me, I never thought we were going to be in the time and the place that we're in now but here we are it happened and quickly too wow yeah, it and, happened and, quickly and we can't turn back the clock as much as we would like to so now we got to face forward and how are we going to face forward you know man are you go, are you gonna the uh emilio zapata i'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees yes and that's that, where i that, sit that can't be a shtick. That has to be ingrained in you, and you have to believe that, and it has to flow from your core. I say, okay, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm, I, I actually don't identify as any political party. What I'll say is, Democrats and Republicans shouldn't be at war with each other. It's okay to have disagreements and differences. There is a difference between a Democrat and a progressive liberal. Big difference. Okay. What a progressive liberal is doing is undermining and underpinning the, the very fabric of everything we believe. And what we believe is, is written down in the Constitution of the United States. If you're a veteran, you swore to protect that document. Okay. So when somebody argues against the fundamental whatever in the Constitution, you don't need to have an argument with them. You need to tell, you just need to end the conversation and tell them to shut the fuck up or punch them in the face. That, I'm not advocating violence here. I'm just saying, either way, it's you're right. Either way, it is not a discussion. We're not here to, to sit around and have drinks together and discuss each other's differences. That's what Republicans and Democrats do. That is not what we do with progressives, period. That is, for, for, you know, I, I personally just call them communists. You're a communist. I don't have a conversation with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, Unfortunately, this is everywhere. (laughs) You know, and and that's what people have to recognize, too, is how much it is everywhere. Yeah. Uh, And and unfortunately, and I think part of, and I agree with you, too, man, it's, it's, it's not about wearing a jersey, right? You know, because that's part of the problem with like the the dichotomy that's been created, you know, the us versus them, Um, you know, the Republican Democrats, because then you got to support every Republican. And then we we saw what our our buddy Dan Crenshaw was doing yesterday, too, going after somebody who's who who actually stood up to some of the tyranny that's been going on. Well, as was very well pointed out, you know. he supported many of these stimulus packages and these stimulus packages um, have been nothing but another draining of our country. And Uh it's all just, it's all a kickback system. And he's going to attack somebody who actually stood up. And there's many people too, like, oh, well, hey, you know, this, this guy's a seal. Who are you? What well, was kind of funny. I don't know if you saw, cause my buddy food, food goon, you know, he, he was a seal and, uh, he responded quite eloquently to, uh, what was going on. You can see it on 
one of our pages. I think it was the FKRZ page. And he posted, I think, as well to his page, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know what, man? I mean, at the end of the day, it's a lot about the integrity uh, people have to hold in these situations and just being true to yourself and honest. And I think we've covered that pretty well. Yeah, we've yep. got a, a, a couple of people. Well, go ahead. I will say one thing. Listen, guys, and I, I mean this. You're going to see me continue to post memes talking shit about Biden and General Milley, Secretary of Defense Austin. You're going to see that because th there's a purpose and intent behind it. Um, I, I encourage you to go look up Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. Okay, They're actually brilliant. It's a, it's a brilliant uh, document for, for how to handle your enemy, uh, your opponent. It's and, and one of those things is singling out targets, singling out. You don't just go after a broad swath of, you know, uh, I'm going to conduct a boycott against this, 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 or this. You No, uh, I'm going to go after Nike, and we're going to boycott Nike, and that's it. We're just, but what about all these other companies? No, we're just going to hit Nike. What I'm saying is you single out your targets. You're going to continue to see me mean, but my point is it's not Biden. Guys, the guy has quarter of a brain. He's, he's walking around with puppet strings on. They're turning off his mic. There, he doesn't. He doesn't run the country. Biden's not in charge. It's not. His, he didn't do this. Salute the Marines. Come on, you guys didn't catch it then. But, but right. I mean, it should be. He, it should be very obvious. I mean, this is a regime, and that's why I think it's people need to. Recognize Congress. It. Well, it's it's Congress, but it's it's also the bureaucracy. What people call the deep state. It's the embedded oh, yeah. bureaucracy, as well as with like these NGO groups. Brookings Institute, you know, various groups like this. They're the ones that are running the show. Dude, and it's, my dad said this yesterday. Know. He said, he said, I, I, if you'd have told me 10 years ago, I, I'd said, you're this conspiracy theory. There is no deep state. And he goes, now I'm saying, I can't figure out how deep the deep state actually is. He literally said this to me yesterday. Guys, this, the, the industry of these guys coming up through the DOD ranks, listen, listen to this trifecta really quick. You have lobbyists who go in and just dump billions into Congress. Those same lobbyists work with your 06s, your 07s, your 08s in the military. And then when they come up and they're supported by the same Congress that they lobby for, and Congress says, yeah, we're going to pick that guy up. That's our boy. And then they retire. They go right into those corporations and they keep feeding the machine. And the defense industry rolls and rolls and rolls. I'm telling you right now, we were bouncing out of Afghanistan. Just, yeah, this is conspiratorial, but listen to me. What better thing to do to keep those bombs rolling in the factories than screw all this up in a mon monumental way so that, oh, man, we got to go back in and get them again. Guys, do you really think that we could not have invested those same troops that we sent in afterwards, after the fact, we couldn't have done that before. General Milley said we didn't have enough people to secure Bagram and the embassy. Well, why not take those 4,000 troops you had that you sent in days later after the Taliban rolled through? Why not send them in a week earlier? I don't know. I think that could probably be a thing. But it also doesn't well, support billions going into the defense industry. Anyways. Well, no, I, I think there's – yeah, and – and, and I sit on the fence sometimes with that. I agree with you, but then I also think it, it 
I don't think they thought it was going to go as bad as it did. I think that because of the way that they do things, the bean counters and everything like that, that they really thought that there was at least some element in the um, Afghan army that was going to stand up. I don't think there's probably a mix. Right, right. But there's there's so many people that sit up in the Pentagon who have they're just the bean counters and they've never seen what actually happens. And all of the reports that came to their desk told them how great the training was going as money was being diverted away to people's pockets and to the defense industry and everything like that. At the same time, oh, yeah, we're doing great. We're doing great. Everything's going to turn out well. I do think that there's people who thought that it was going to fall apart, but I don't think they thought it was going to fall apart to the degree that it did. I will tell you how disconnected the Pentagon can be. Listen to this story. This is like 10 seconds. Afghanistan, uh, I'm not going to tell you what year, but early 2010s in Afghanistan with a special operations unit and talking to an Air Force Lieutenant Colonel. We go out forward out of the fobs. You guys, most of you know this, go out onto these cops and all this other stuff and uh, tell them what we do. We work with the locals and everything else. And he looks at us, no shit, this Lieutenant Colonel in the Air Force. And he goes, isn't that dangerous? (laughs) Like, well, yeah, we're in Afghanistan. Of course it's dangerous. But that's how disconnected he was. He didn't realize, oh, man, people are actually leaving this base and going and doing stuff. He looked at us with true amazement and said, isn't that dangerous? Wow. Like that's, but that you had those folks that are making decisions at the top. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Yeah. 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 And I mean, and I think the further up you go, the more disconnected many of them are, but then there's also, you know, you look at somebody too, like Millie Vanilli up there and uh, that guy had some experience previously, but he's a complete politician. I mean, especially you watch the whole video too of him when he's talking about, why you know at at west point we read these books and yes that's true yes that's true and i agree you should read those books and everything like that however he's not making a stand like Stu did no not even a little bit not i mean no come out publicly go go tell your boys uh, at politico go go say something publicly that's that's taking a stand we've been going for about an hour here man and it looks like we've yep. got a question you you want to go ahead and take a question? Sure, man. All right, right on. So this is Forseti, the Norse god of truth. Uh, this is, let's see where this goes. <laughs> All right. I'll I, take it. Sometimes it takes a little bit for this to kick in. You got to unmute your mic, Forseti. Hey, can you hear there me? There you are. Yep. Yeah, what's up, Bob? Hey, gentlemen. Thank you for letting me talk. Uh, so I need some advice because I'm a brand new second lieutenant, just graduated, just commissioned 11 Alpha, um, headed to Fort Benning. That's infantry for, for you uh, non-Army speakers. Yeah. Headed to Fort Benning in January. I haven't even gone to Bullock, nothing like that yet. So okay. I'm seeing all this with the COVID vaccine, everything that's going on in Afghanistan been trying to keep up with everything and pay attention as much as possible just kind of working full-time job right now uh until i have to report <clears throat> so what would you advise for someone like me who doesn't want a vaccine doesn't want to be complicit in like all this bullshit like what do i do how do i still serve my country and make a difference and 
help the people underneath me. Like, I feel like I have an opportunity to give NCOs and uh, the lower enlisted a voice that they don't have just because I'm an officer. You, you want to take this because you're you're much more attached to it. I've been out for a bit. Yeah, um, I will try to answer this the best I can. So <clears throat> what I often advise, let me let me. I will get to your question, but let me let me advise a side route really quick. So what I I often advise uh, company grade, especially second lieutenants, is know know how much weight you do have and what you don't have. So first of all, um, you have a tremendous amount of influence directly within your platoon as a second lieutenant, uh, as long as you you have to build that relationship with your platoon sergeant and you have to lean on his advice and his years of experience or hers, whatever. Um, and, and then, and then understand that you can affect those troops within your formation, but you have no weight when it comes to talking to the boss, company commander, battalion commander, like you, you toe the line, you do what you're told, but you live a certain way and it will have a direct influence. So you're talking about, you know, you want to be, you want to be good for the troops. That is how you affect them directly within your platoon. And that's all you can affect, period. Don't think you can affect anything else on any other bigger scale. As far as the vaccine itself, this is a yeah, tricky I totally one. Understand because, that. And I just want to do the best I can, like to the best of my ability. But mm -hmm. I still don't want that that vaccine. Like, Okay. And that's fair. So I, what I'm, I would I'm say. They're going to stonewall my career. Like they're not going to send me to Ranger. They're not going to send me airborne. They're not. Well, like, and you're right. I'm going to get shit on. If you if you understand that up front, then you, then you already know the consequences. They are. This is this is more extreme than anything else you've ever seen. So we we often compare this to the anthrax vaccine. There was a lot of there was a lot of steam about that as well back in the late 90s, early 2000s. But it didn't have the same political um, backing and I guess international agenda behind it that this does. This is almost like a religion. This is this is a, a cult within the DOD. And well, dude, they it, it extends extends beyond the DOD too. I mean, this is way this, yeah. th you know, this is again, it's the jerseys, us versus right. them kind of thing. And if you if you take this stand, you, you're gonna get canned. And I I would tell you this. Um, if you do take this stand, and if this is a route you want to take. You need to figure out a way to get bang for your buck. Let folks know in a way that's more than just you losing your job and you go back home and, oh, what did I get out of it? Nothing. I just lost my job and whatever other consequences. You, you figure out a way to publicize this thing and you make it bigger than yourself. That is the best I can say. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. In regards to oh, do you give you? I don't I don't know, dude. I, I I don't know anything about vaccines. I got it. I got it back in March, and a lot of you are like, you got it, and I I don't, I don't care, dude. I pumped so much poison into my body over the years that I don't need to read the science, dude. If it kills me, it kills me. I, I don't I don't care. But for so many other folks, they're they're so serious about it, and I'm like, I respect that. But don't base your decision off of the masses. Make it for yourself, in and of yourself, and understand that yes you will lose your job over this there's no no way out of it well danny too what's interesting as well because you talk about that you've gotten the vaccine but yet on your link tree you're providing people resources if they don't want to get the vaccine 
yep. you know, just so people understand where he's coming yes. from. Oh, I'm, I am all about it. Cause, because you know what? I, I do not believe in somebody just holding you down and guys, I have a memo and they say that this is part of army regulation, but I have a memo right now and I'm still working on the story from a two-star command, uh, uh, saying that, uh, there's they have a policy about how they're going to restrict and restrain people to hold them down or whatever else and somebody said no that's part of ar 600-20 and i'm like no i have a, a memo that's very different than ar 600-20 this is this is some this is some like really really bad stuff we're talking about restraining and holding people down to stick a needle in their arm this is getting very very like <laughs> netflix horror the horror section uh could you imagine to me yeah and especially imagine a year ago describing to people that when they told us there would never be anything like this where we are two years ago yeah, no especially before before this whole operation kicked in if you understand how warfare works you know that you don't attack an enemy on their strongest front you find the weakest point of penetration, and that's where you exploit the enemy. It's the same thing with information. They couldn't just throw all this stuff at you at once. No, the whole no. world would resist. They have massaged this for years. Yep. They have, you got to work this through the system or else everybody resists. But here we are. It's happened. It's and, wild. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Are, are hey, you still gentlemen. there? Oh, okay. Yeah. Just check hey. if you're still there. I don't want to get like too off topic, but I guess I would ask the next question kind of follow up here. So say I stay in, I do everything that I'm supposed to do, uh, be a good little Lieutenant and move forward, go be a, a platoon leader. Say, uh, I, I just stay in my four years. I don't become captain. I just become first Lieutenant, like a staff officer or something. What would your recommendation be to other junior officers like myself and others to how we can influence soldiers to kind of bring some more morality back into uh, the army here. Like we see General Stu, we see what he's doing. How do we inspire that into other soldiers within our influence? All right. So I've got to, I got to get, I have this answer because I'm thinking about some lieutenants that I've served with recently who I respect the hell out of young guys who are phenomenal and they, they actually, they got out because they said F this. Um, understand that your dudes, they, they pump a, they pump an ideology into ROTC and into the academies that soldiers are stupid and they need you to babysit them or Marines or whatever, whatever branch you're in, they're stupid and they need your baby. They're not stupid. Okay. Well, they yeah. are stupid, but, but, but not intellectually <laughs> stupid. We just do stupid things. All right. Um, so, what I'm saying is they know real. These guys, they, they, they've been taking care of themselves just fine for years. They know what real is. They know what real looks like. Be real with them. Don't come, don't come at the, your troops talking about, you know, uh, the protocol and regulations and, uh, uh, you know, the commander has put this out and I will, you know, be real with your guys. Just talk to them. Be like, dudes, listen, this is what's up. I know this shit sucks, but we, we have to do this because whatever. I'm telling you that right there, seeing that from their, their officer does more for their morale, like 
damn, Lieutenant so-and-so, he's one of the boys, man. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody else sucks. Commander sucks. This dude sucks. But Lieutenant so-and-so, man, he's he's a real deal, dude. And they know you're there for him. You'll take care of him. I'm telling you, that will keep a gun out of a dude's mouth more than anything else. They need that. They need to know that their officer, their platoon sergeant is there for him. He's one of the boys. That's it. Well, yeah, and it's, it's, it's really – So you're just saying, under- like, just be an example? Be an example, but also be someone that – well, it's being an example, definitely, and just really understanding when there's bullshit, there's bullshit, and that you will not necessarily that you're going to go against the bullshit, right? But you're going to be like, "Look, guys, this is bullshit, but this is what we have to do." You know what I mean? Just speaking that truth. Yeah, just being real, like, yeah, guys, this sucks. Don't 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 approach me and say, "No, we have to get this done because it's important and uh, it does this this." No, we know it's not important. We already know that. We know it's bullshit that I have to take the things out of the connex that I just put in there and take them out again and put them back in and put. We know it's stupid. And be there and be like, "Guys, this sucks. I don't. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid, but we're going to do it anyways because that's what we were told to do. And I'm going to be there right with right there with you, doing it with you. Don't duck out and be like." Oh, yeah, I have important admin stuff to do. No, be there with your boys. Get the shit done. They will respect the hell out of you for grinding with them in the, in the suck. That's it. And, in fact, in fact, jump up ahead of them, too. You know, like, if, yeah, if I, you know it's going to suck. I understand that whole, like, uh, never ask your soldiers to do something that you wouldn't do yourself and shit like that. Uh, I've gotten a lot of great advice from NCOs in my life and – a lot of people that said very similar things. So it's comforting to hear that from you guys as well, that that's kind of universally understood that, you know, don't be a shit person. Uh, do, do you know what I still I, tell my dudes? <laughs> what? I was going to say, I still tell my dudes that I'm 20 years, uh, a senior warrant. I tell my guys still, I'm talking junior dudes i say listen if there's anything you need anything i don't care if it's if it's a menial private task if you need me to push a broom if you need me i don't care what the task is if you need help just ask me i will be there i will help you with anything i just need you to communicate it to me they know this they know that i will always be there to do whatever stupid task because my rank doesn't preclude me from uh, yes i have other responsibilities but at the end of the day i can't rely on those to duck out because they know they know better hey man chief's being a shitbag dude like this guy does nothing he's just bouncing no they know they're aware so understand that and you know i i'm not sure and don't get me wrong here bro but it, it sounds like and i could be wrong but you want to make more of an impact like Stu's making. And I think it's going to be challenging starting out your second lieutenant position to do as much as that. I think, yeah, I think you know, what Danny's too. pointed out here is – I'm sorry, would you repeat that? No, I just said I agree. I and it's difficult. Cool. Yeah, it, it's very challenging. I mean, you it, – it, it's pointed out, and I think it's been spoken to, is you're the example. And to the best of your abilities in the position you're in to be that example. And yeah, man, it's hard. It's real hard, bro. And you've got a tiny little piece. Be influential in that tiny little piece. And it's like part of me knows that if I stayed to like field grade or something, I could make a greater impact. But I just like, no, I just don't have the fortitude to fucking 
stick that shit out. I want you everybody to understand this. You couldn't because there's always a general officer pushing down on you. I, these guys will, will push through captain. They'll make it to major. And then they find out that they either play the game or their OER or their evaluation. Their, their what do you guys call it in the Marine Corps? Your, uh, your, uh, your jacket or whatever it is, whatever your evaluation is called. So what I'm saying is they will, it will reflect and they'll say, have a nice, have a nice life. You're not for us. You don't tell the line. Yeah. It looks like we've got another question. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Did, did we cover everything you needed, bro? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff I got to work out personally, like what hill am I going to die on versus what impact I want to have. But that that's, that's shit I got to figure out. But I appreciate uh, all the words, all the wisdom. Uh, thank you guys so much. Yeah, man. For sure. All right, so Mr. Hugh, <laughs> Mr. Hugh would like to join. All right, let's let's see what uh, Mr. Hugh would like to say. Oh, what happened? Go. I don't know. I, uh -oh. I was allowing him, and then he vanished. Where's he at? <laughs> what we secretly did is we uh, we kicked him out of the chat. No, it's weird. I swear it says the same number of people are here because it was Hugh. Oh, okay. Now he's here. Okay. So, Hugh, you have to take yourself off mute. Uh, yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah, go yep. ahead and send it. Um, my message just to uh, that lieutenant. A little background on myself. I was a uh, Marine Corps for five years. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Uh, currently in 82nd, 11 Bravo. Uh, just want to let him know he's not alone. I've made a decision not to get the vex. Whatever comes of it, it's what comes of it. What are you seeing there, man? Like, Obviously, you know, I'm sure some people are keeping this private, but there's got to be people who are going public with this there, bro. What, what, just as a percentage or just the consensus among people around you at the 82nd. Um, so six months ago, 90% of the dudes I work with were like, hell no, I'll never fucking get this shit. Where we're at now. Probably 10 to 20% of the dudes I work with have continued to refuse. Um, and over the time, that 90%, it went to 80, 70, 60, 50 to where we are now. Yep. Um, with the recent uh, approval, they're coming down saying it's mandatory, you have to get it. Um, I was asked, am I going to? Continue to refuse. What's my reason to refuse? I just said, you know, personal reasons, whatever. Um, I have a couple other guys who want to refuse as well. And one guy said he just flat out didn't want to take it. Didn't say, you know, religious, medical, whatever. And they told him he might be facing separation. And I told him, I'm right there with him. I'm going to do it with him. Have uh, has anybody had any 
you know, obviously, um, you know, we hear uh, reports, but I don't know. Is, have there been any negative uh, reactions among any of the people there to it? Uh, you mean like medical or like? Yeah, 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 yeah. The the medical. Sorry. Uh, I haven't really seen or heard anything too crazy. I just know, like, the guys I work with, I have a friend who's telling me after his second shot, he was just having real bad chest pains. Um, a couple other guys have been talking about, like, the brain fog stuff. They just felt, like, in a really weird mental place after taking it. Stuff Has like it that. Cleared? No no crazy stuff other than that, though. I have a guy at West Point that I, I speak to regularly. I, I trust him a lot. And uh, he said the same thing. I won't tell you what his rank is, but he told me he got it so that he could avoid the the nonsense um, there. He's in the cadre. And he told me the same thing. He's like, I had a lot of chest pains afterwards, and I still am. And uh, I haven't followed up with him in a few weeks, but as far as I know, he's still experiencing some of that stuff. And that's, that is alarming when you hear about that. Well, and I think too, man, as we've seen the reports from the VAR system and, um, you know, the way it coincides the same time too with the refusal of the media to cover this, especially when you look back at some of the other previous vaccinations that had the negative outcomes and how they were so willing to report it and now they're not, which is such an interesting thing. And if you even discuss it, you know, oh, well, or if you post about it, <laughs> COVID-19 or vaccines are safe. The WHO says so, you know, uh, the way it's become an ideology. Totally, totally, bro. And that, and, so, and, and to me, I, I naturally, when I see something like that happening, I naturally go to the opposite way of it. And again, it's one of those things, too, where I've been saying to people, too, is like, is my aversion? Am I am I seeing this wrong because of the way that it's being thrown in our faces. It, it's such a bizarre <clears throat> moment because it has, it's, it's it, in many ways, it's a religious type thing. Cause you know, put your mask on, go out there in public. And you know, even when there weren't mask mandates, are you still wearing a mask? Show them who you are. Right. Right. Yep. Where are your You have to understand it, it, I'm, I'm the last guy in the world who will jump on the conspiracy train as an Intel guy. I can tell you conspiracies aren't a thing just because people are so stupid they can't, they can't, they can't move all those pieces without exposing them and putting them out in public. That's why any conspiracy that's worth its salt, you're going to start hearing things about it and you're going to have corroboration from other sources because you can't keep a secret secret. Everybody knows how do you keep a secret, a secret between two people, kill one of them. That's the only way it's going to get out there. But if you make it an ideology where it's not centralized and it's decentralized, say islamic terrorism you don't need a centralized platform for that you just need the ideology and that's what this has become it's become a, an idea where if you speak against it you're speaking against the lord himself and you'll be struck by lightning well you know and i think when it comes to the whole idea of conspiracies i think what they do is they throw a lot of chess boards there are a lot of chess pieces out there you know it's like a they're attacking from multiple directions and they're seeing what catches on and then you can influence that down the way. It's not necessarily throw mud at the wall. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you see what sticks. You know, again, by by having George Tenet, you know, helping to work with uh, Al Walaki back in the day, and we only know there's been a few others. And 
you know, you get these people out there and you've got the people feeding them the right things. Eventually, a couple of them are going to do something you need them to do. Yep. Eventually, you're going to hand a bomb, then maybe it's a bomb that's working, maybe it's not, but maybe they will do what you want them to do. Some of them are going to chicken out, but some of them are going to do the right thing, and that bomb could be metaphorical. Right, right. Uh, so, Mr. Hugh, did we answer your question? Uh, yeah, you did. Um, I also want to say thanks for putting out the resources you guys have been putting out. I was actually able to help one of my guys yesterday. He uh, He's going through the medical board process. He's pending medical board. And he hasn't taken a vaccine. They told him, like, take it or we're going to kick you out. And I showed him the, I forget what the AR number, but it goes over, like, medical exemptions and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, wow, I'm actually exempt from this immunization altogether. Nice. So, saved him some heartache. Awesome. Some other guys. So, cool. thank you. I think Papa Z was up next. Yep, Papa Z was next, then Jamarcus. Okay. So, give me one sec here. And here we go. And then Jamarcus fell off, I guess. There. Is he still here? Hey, what's going on, you guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. Yep. So little uh, quick uh, background. I'm a heavy officer third class uh, right now. I'm on shore duty and well, I'm one of the junior guys amongst uh, the two different shops I've worked at. And I've already made it public uh, that, you know, not to friends and family, but also my coworkers that I really don't want to get uh, this uh, vaccine. And I've been again, that threats of saying, Oh, you could uh, get the dishonorable uh, discharge and everything. And no, you know that honestly concerns me. But two of my chiefs at the, the most recent shop I've been working at, they actually came out and told us that if we don't uh, get the vaccine, there's a good chance that we may or may not be able to finish out our short duty terms and also just be denied every enlistment at the very that very best. Listen, no, let me, let me, you, I, I just want to say this really quick. You will not get a dishonorable discharge. I, I, I just tell everybody that you, the, the ramifications for a dishonorable discharge or not the ramifications, but the, uh, what you need to do to get one of those is like federal felony murder, somebody type stuff. You're not getting dishonorably discharged at most. At most, they give you a general discharge. And even then, I doubt it. You'll likely get a under honorable conditions and then six months later, an honorable discharge. There's too well, many you know what? Well, and, and the thing, too, is we know <clears throat> how the military has been hurting to get people in the ranks. And I wonder how that plays if enough people don't get it. You know, obviously, as uh, when Hugh was talking before, you know, that was at 80%. Obviously, it'd be a lot different back at the 80% versus uh, 10 to 20% now. But at the same time, too, that 10 to 20% would still be a big hit. And I don't know what that means at the end of the day for readiness. Yeah. Yeah, just... Honestly, I'm just going to try and uh, hold out as long as I can. I understand that come Monday, they're going to start asking us. And break it up a little bit. Honestly, when they have me, I didn't. I'm a. 
Hey, Papa, are you? Are are you uh, like are you moving or something uh, uh, in a vehicle or something? Because it, it's kind of cutting in and out there that last part when you were talking. Yeah, I'm actually uh, making my way over to Old Saber, Connecticut. I'm going to be making that DoorDash delivery. So I found 11 at 17. Hey, gosh, gotcha. so check it out. Everybody, listen to this. This is this is not a matter of holding out as long as you can, and we'll see what happens. No, you you take a stand now. Take a stand, all right? This is why 90% turned into 10% for the guy from the 82nd. This is exactly why. Because people will talk a lot of shit and they'll say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to hold out as long as I can. See that line right there? That means, no, you have a line. And once somebody pushes you over that line, you're going to break. You either take a stand, you say, I'm not doing this, or just go get it. But this in or out thing, it's not going to work. They are going to win. They will win. Make the stand. Thanks. Well, I think it's like, yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think uh, what what it is, it's like Stu. He took a stand, and there's going to be more people that are going to take a stand. I don't know what it's going to be. I can't see the future. But when people take a stand and they make a hard stand, people are going to respond. Because whether the reality is that people want to take a stand, but they're not leaders. And when leaders take the stand, more people will fall in line. Yes, that's it. There's only one contradiction I have with the idea of uh, me thinking about the whole standing, uh, uh, standing my ground is that if I decide at the buckle and you know end up going for it, then I would be a hypocrite that for all that I've said uh, so far about you know this uh, potential not being safe and, you know, refusing. I don't hey, want to listen, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to say, you know what, I've had a, I've had a rethinking. I've, I've looked at stuff and I, I've changed my mind. That's okay. You need to be honest. You need to tell the people that you were so hardline with, this is why, and not otherwise, yeah, you are a coward. It's okay to change your mind though. When new information comes in. That's, I don't care. That's with any topic. But if you are still making that statement and you were still telling people, blah, 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 but then you do the opposite, then yeah, you're a hypocrite. So, yeah, you know. <clears throat> Got to keep it real. Uh, well, exactly. So, uh, my last point I'm going to make before I uh, sign off and then just listen in for the rest of the time is. In the end, what it uh, what I believe matters is that it doesn't matter what the order is. You have to decide whether you want to stake your honor on you know this hill or that hill. Just make sure that you are doing the right thing in the end. Yep. Because you know, without honor, can we even call ourselves men or women? Uh, uh, like men, or for the women that here, like can we even? say that we're at the in good standing, you know? 100%. 100%. Uh, appreciate your good no time, and y'all take care, all right? All right, brother. Thank Have you, too, bro. Thank you. Bye. All right, so, Jamarcus, you are going to be allowed to speak. Just make sure you unmute on your end. Jamarcus. 
Just gotta hit that mute button, brother. That big one in the middle. Yeah, there you go. Keep switching on. There uh, you are. So thanks to both of you guys for everything you do for keeping the fucking dude sane as as much as you have been able to. Thanks, man. For sure, bro. Uh, I wanted to give a little bit of like. No, I don't know what the word is, insight, but some more macro overview. So I'm a 16-year dude in NSW, and I've never seen anything this fucking ridiculous before. Like, Yeah, I think, yeah, bro. I mean, and, you know, Danny's got 20, and I spent some time in too, bro, and obviously I've paid attention, and it is insane. Yeah, I've, I've never seen these discussions before. We went from being, like, wildly undermanned to them willing to lose the entirety of the non-vaccinated force by the end of the year. Like, that's... The discussion that's being had um well you know as well as i do that uh the soft truths i don't know how you guys structure it within the nsw but i know the army soft they say you know uh the the core truth is you cannot mass produce special operations well we've seen for 15 years they have been mass producing special operations yeah, and so they'll they're just going to go through and pick some dudes out drop the standards again and fill the ranks up with dudes who can't cut it so Maybe they'll yeah, cut Hell Week down to two days. <laughs> the, the interesting part is watching them fudge the numbers because I'm in a position where I'm privy to see the actual vaccination numbers, and they're even even internal to our guys. They're pulling some fucking bullshit. Like, yes, they are. I, I, they're extracting entire troops, or they're they're basically pulling everybody that's refusing to get it, putting them in a non-deployable status, and then sending them off to some other fucking troops. Like, you guys are retarded. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's disgusting to hear, but it's 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 not surprising at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that well, I mean, that that rolls into the thing that I wanted to seek counsel with Terminal about because he's got a little bit more time than I do, and he's got cool. a different perspective because I'm just a dumb senior enlisted dude. So, like, there's been zero fucking talk at all about Afghanistan. Our CEO literally said it doesn't affect us, and I almost punched him in his fucking face. So, Ugh. you can see in the in the fucking office like nobody wants to be there nobody believes in what we're fucking doing anymore uh, not surprisingly so like how like we're trying to figure out internal to the department how we keep people coming to work and not wanting to kill themselves like nobody's going to kill themselves over this because it doesn't affect anybody but me and like two other dudes that were there but you can see that everyone's like what are we doing what uh you just want my thoughts on it, like how to, how I'm yeah, dealing just, with it. Yeah, just how, how you're Jeez. keeping dudes uh, at, who already had bottomed out morale, who were basically just like, yeah, this whole thing, I'm just here for. <clears throat> my world is less. Everybody's taking intentional COVID wrong at this point, and I'm like, dude, this department's going to fall apart so fucking fast if we don't get a handle on this. I'll tell you, my, my world is less, uh, less tactically, kinetically, um, involved than yours is right now uh and that that makes a difference because we have a lot of officers and enlisted who have never deployed like never deployed at all so there's a lot of folks who just don't understand the concept of of this stuff and they're they're the ones who will slap a yellow sticker on the back of their car so there's a big difference there but i, I think the dudes who who do you know a guy wearing a trident on his chest okay he didn't join up so he can shuffle some paperwork around the dude wants to to do shit and the idea of like, okay, what's going on over there? It doesn't really affect me. I'm not emotionally involved in this, but like, I want to do something. How do you keep guys that are alpha and 
have a hundred percent drive? How do you keep them engaged in an environment like this where it's so politically corrupt, where it's so upside down and you have a lack of integrity on one hand, you're like, dude, like we're supposed to be the best We're we're seals. We, this is what we do. And then on the other hand, you guys are lying to you at the top and making shit up. I don't have an answer for that. I, I, what I do tell people is I say, Hey, at your level, whatever that is, whether you're a platoon, what do you call that? A platoon chief, a platoon, something, something. Um, Yeah. Okay. So whatever that is, you, you have to shield your guys best you can. You have to be an umbrella and that's all you can do. You, you have to pick out your corner of the woods and, and cover your sector. And uh, as, as selfish as it may sound, Hey, that guy's team is that guy's team. That guy's team is, you know, that boat team over there is not my responsibility. I got to take care of these dudes and keep them engaged. Whatever it is you got to do, up your PT, uh, uh, up your your events that you you go out to. Um, but keep that shit from falling down on your guys because they're seeing this and they're like, why am I doing this? This is fucking stupid. I didn't think this was what the teams were about. Um, and... I don't know beyond that. I think we're all lost right now. Everybody. You've got 05s coming out saying, dude, Secretary of Defense Austin sucks ass. And because they're lost too. Everybody is. Nobody knows what to do anymore. It, and when, when that happens, I can tell you from my, from my background, I will say when, when you're lost and you don't know what to do, you need a guy who will stand up and say, you guys, take the right flank. We were pushing forward right here. Follow the sound of my, my orders. And somebody takes charge and moves that element forward. That's it. You don't know what's on the other side of that hill, but you know that you're going to move forward because if you stay on this side of the hill, you're going to die. That's my best answer. Well, I mean, that, which is interesting because that rolls into like tactic. Like, this is a pseudo fucking tactical situation where we're pretty soon not going to have Manning or we're not going to have the right dudes at all because there are dudes that are bailing. Like, there's a significant number of guys yep. for everybody's essay. There's a significant number of team guys who are just like, nope, I'm fucking out of here. Uh, and yeah. then for everybody else, for the other guy that was worried, they're not. It, the biggest thing that you can do to avoid getting in any type of like whatever bad conduct discharge or fucking article 15 is you have to be tactical about the way that you approach saying no to the vaccine. If you flip off the CO and say, I'm not getting that shit, you're going to go to fucking mass. You're going to go to fucking NJP. Like, <laughs> but outside of that, the most they can really do is administratively separate the member. That's, that's already been voiced out is that that's all they can do. They're just gonna fucking. They're just gonna med separate you. It's not. It's not gonna be like a fucking other than honorable discharge. True story. Like that. That's a discussion that's been had. And unless unless some fucking wildly Gestapo shit comes out, that, that there's there's no ramifications other than like your contract is getting terminated early. If ten percent of every unit says I'm not getting a shot, do you know how? Do you know how long? I, I've been a commander before. I was a commander for for about a year, and I can tell you that it takes an inordinate amount of paperwork to push people out of the out of the military it's fucking obnoxious and i'm telling you 10 percent of every unit pushing all those people oof, 
I don't want to be the guy that processes that. Yeah, they're going to do they it also, in a quick hurry. They also don't have a plan for execution. They're, like they're walking no. around with these fucking our fucking CMC is walking around with a fucking memo. Like it's smiling like a fucking psychopath as he's just like it's it's policy now. It's policy. I'm like, okay, you you don't have anything better to do with your time than this. They don't. Right. They don't have a plan of action. They don't know how they're going to get it done, and they're relying on mass compliance to get it done. Well, well because that's their current plan. Well, the CMC is in a political position too, and so he obviously. I mean, obviously there have been good CMCs, and sometimes there are, but I can only imagine versus my time when I was in the military and seeing people like that. The people who are rising to the top are just the shit floating to the top. Yeah, it's pretty bad right now across the board. There's there's like the the rare speck of that dude's still who he is, but that's like that dude's the fucking unicorn at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same in my world. It's a fact. But I mean, just just to try to fucking help out anybody who's fucking stressing super hard about this, it is still your choice. Like, you do face losing your fucking career and losing the benefits on the back end, but it's still your choice. They can't put you in jail. They're not going to courts martial you. They don't have the fucking time. They don't have the resources. No, they don't. Yeah, but obviously, too, I think you made the point as well. If you're going to say something stupid trying to go out in a blaze of glory, they are going to burn you. Yeah, that's that's the big point. Is you have to be intelligent about the way you do this. You just have to... As much as everybody wants to get emotional and say dumb shit and go up and punch a CEO for saying some dumb shit, you, you can't fucking do that. That's where they're going to hem you up. That's where they're going to marshal you. Yeah. I think you reserve punching the CO in the face for when he's doing he's doing something bad to one of your dudes that's that's just you know you, you know that feeling and that's when you punch the dude in the face but for something like this no just just let I run a social media page that has almost 30,000 followers I get a lot of stupid shit in my inbox I ignore it because it's not worth my time dumb do the same thing with everybody else. Just ignore the stupid people and move on about your life. Take care of what you can. Take care of your kids, your family, your your dudes in your fucking platoon. Whatever you can do, affect what you can and leave the rest of it alone. It's not worth your energy. <clears throat> yep, couldn't have put it there. Thanks for uh, thanks for what you do, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, dude, appreciate yeah, you. Uh, you know, reaching out and everything like that. And you know, I mean, obviously, we're glad to help because, you know. Uh, I hit up uh, Danny this morning and I know a lot of this stuff's going on and I know that there's a lot of stuff coming down to the wire for people. And especially after what we saw happen with Stu, I think it's important for at least to give our perspective. And we're not saying we're right. We're just trying to give as informed an opinion as possible. And we appreciate people like you speaking up and giving us input. I mean, when, when everybody that's actually good at the job is saying the same thing, it's probably the, the thing. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Cool, bro. All right, man. Well, have a good one, man. Stay frosty. You too. Well, Romeo, I better bounce, dude. Yeah, um, for sure, dude. We're on your catching wife aggro. Yeah, I, I imagine. So, hey, appreciate you uh, joining with me here. We talked about doing this, and I'm just like, as I did one of these the other day, I was like, uh, you know what? Let's just let's just do it because it's easy this way. We could do it here. People yeah, can dude. listen. People can ask us questions. And I don't have to put all the production effort into it, which is a pain in the ass. <laughs> this is a good start to my Saturday, man. I really appreciate it. This is this is fun. For sure. All right, guys. Well, thanks for checking us out and everything like that.
This is uh, Romeo out, and Danny, you want to give your app? Yeah, man. I'll uh, go check out our term or our Telegram page, uh, Instagram, and then we're all over the place. Oh, and and oh, I want to say one more thing. We did, uh, I did a YouTube video for the first time on uh, on YouTube because that's what I just said. And so go check it out. We <laughs> actually talking about uh, Stu. Yeah. So first video ever talking about Stu. Um, go check it out. Thanks, man. Are, are you going to back it up any on like Odyssey or BitChute or anything like that? Do you think? Yeah. Once I get bigger and I'm actually, I actually have a name and YouTube decides to aim their guns at me. It, it, I'll definitely start backing stuff up. Right on. Yeah. Cause I know, I think Odyssey now is allowing people to do like live interactions. Cause I was going to check that out. I mean, just for me now Perfect. personally and everybody listening, I'm so, uh, I'm so reticent to use any of these other platforms because I know it's just the, the hammer's going to come fast soon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. All right, bro. Well, thanks right, for man. joining in and thanks for everybody for listening. We'll check All you guys right, out bro. soon. Peace. Girl, I'm back in Spanish town.